Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the great feast of the Transfiguration. Jesus climbs Mount Tabor and is miraculously transfigured before his apostles. Now, this story has captivated artists for centuries on end. Paintings, murals, even stained glass windows. If you go to Chartres Cathedral in France, you see this scene depicted in a stained glass window. And in the afternoon, on a certain point in time, the sun breaks through into the stained glass window and illuminates the scene. And you see Jesus in all of his power and grandeur. Now, many of the saints thought this was their favorite story. Thomas Aquinas was no different. This was one of Thomas Aquinas' most favorite stories in all of the Gospels. Now, this story begs the question, why? Why does Jesus take time out of his ministry? Now, realize he's walking towards Jerusalem, where his fate leads him to surrender his life. And yet, he stops and takes some time to go up a mountain and take only three of his 12 apostles with him. Why is that? What I think we can do is turn towards Thomas Aquinas for the answer. Thomas sums up the teaching of all the early church fathers and their knowledge of the transfiguration. Therefore, we have to tend to his answer very carefully. Thomas says, It was fitting that Jesus revealed himself on Mount Tabor so that the glory of God could be revealed to those walking the arduous path who need from time to time a clear sense of the goal. It's a perfect answer. And so what is the arduous path? Well, it's life itself. Each and every one of us walks that path every day of our life. We all know with life, it's not always easy. There's always going to be challenges. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. There's going to be times in which we face maybe issues, maybe even failures. And as we make our way through life, through this arduous path, sometimes we need a glimpse of the goal, especially when we're being challenged. We need to be motivated in our faith life to continue on, to not give up. And so it begs the question, what is the goal? Well, the goal is the beatific vision, a life with God in heaven for all of eternity, the glorious state that God has designed for each and every one of us in heaven. So Aquinas would argue, it's important for us to see a glimpse of the goal from time to time. Well, that glimpse comes in many different forms. You know, maybe it's at the time of the consecration where the host is elevated and it comes to us that this truly is now Jesus Christ, his body present among us. Or maybe when we are praying, Praying in solitude, sometimes a sense of complete peace and joy overwhelms us. That's a glimpse of the goal. 
Or maybe we go on retreat. Or maybe we attend a conference. There's a motivational speaker that lights a fire under us. Well, that's a glimpse of the goal. Well, we need that from time to time to be motivated. Go back to in the gospel. We see the disciples. They're walking with Jesus. Where are they walking to? What's their destination? Jerusalem. They know that in a few days, Jesus is going to make that sacrifice. In a few days, they are going to see him dead, nailed to a cross. Well, I don't know about you, but if I was an apostle, seeing my leader dead on a cross, I might think twice about continuing on in the mission. Jesus knows this. Therefore, he has to motivate his apostles. And he does it through the transfiguration. More to it, after Jesus ascends back into heaven, it's the apostles that are left to establish the church. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. It's going to be very hard for the apostles. They're going to meet one challenge after another after another. They need to be focused and motivated. That's why they need that glimpse of the goal. Therefore, St. Thomas Aquinas would argue, it was necessary for Jesus to show the disciples and us how God will configure us to the goal of heaven. Now, mind you, we are not meant for this world. As St. John Chrysostom once said, we are resident aliens in this world. Our true citizenship belongs in heaven. Therefore, we are meant for a transfigured existence beyond this world. Another interpretation for why Jesus experienced the transfiguration before his apostles is that Jesus wanted to awaken in us a sense of wonder, a wonder about everlasting life that is offered to us by God. Now notice too in the story, the light, it embraces Jesus. It's the light of heaven breaking through into this world and illuminating Jesus Christ, showing us who he truly is. Now why is this emphasis of the light? Aquinas would say, it's the radiance of God's glory of heaven. Now, for centuries and centuries, we always equated holiness with light. You know, when you think about pictures of saints, they always have the halo over their head, radiating light, the light of heaven. I'll give you a great example of this. Modern day saint, Padre Pio. Padre Pio was associated with many miracles. In fact, Padre Pio had this stigmata. Well, a reporter wanted to track down Padre Pia and interview him because of these stories that were cir circulating about him. Well, the reporter attended a Mass that Padre Pio was presiding over, and the reporter noticed that at the time of the consecration, when Padre Pio held up the host, there was light coming from the host and from the hands of Padre Pio. Well, this light is seen or characteristic as the presence of God. If you look at the readings in sacred scripture, when people encounter God, they are miraculously illuminated by God. Remember the story of Moses? He spends 40 days and 40 nights on top of Mount Sinai, being in the presence of God, and then afterwards receives the Ten Commandments. He then makes his way down the mountain and gives them to the Israelites. But the Israelites realize that Moses' face and his hair is dazzling white. To the extent that they can't look at him, they have to put a veil over his head. 
Well, that again is the experience of the illumination of the divine presence in someone's life. See, we need holy people to illuminate our lives in this world. And in doing so, they help us to see the truth about things in the presence of God in our life. Holy people become like a beacon. They radiate the presence of God, but at the same time, they draw us into them because we want to be like them, holy and righteous in God's eyes. Now, these five witnesses, they are not random. These five people that witness the transfiguration are deliberate. Everything that Jesus ever does in the Gospels is deliberate and intentional. Now, Moses and Elijah, we have to realize and understand that Moses and Elijah died hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus was even born. And yet now they are seen alive, talking with Christ. What does this mean for us? What it tells us that eternal life is true. It is real. It's not a hoax. It's not some busted promise. If it was a hoax, then Moses and Elijah would still be dead. They wouldn't be talking with Christ, but they are. They're alive, which means eternal life, salvation, is true and real for each and every one of us. The apostles are there to get a glimpse of the goal, to be motivated. But take it a step even further. Moses and Elijah, they represent the past. They are the ancient figures in Israelite history. They stand for all of the past. Now, the apostles, they represent the present, but also the future, because through their preaching, they will establish the church that we know today. So here we see on top of that mountain, the past, the present, and the future, all together, all witnesses of Jesus's divine glory. That's why Jesus refers to himself as the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus holds the past, the present, and the future, all within his power. Now, it also begs the question, why? Why do these five people specifically participate in this event? Well, Moses is the lawgiver. He gave the law to the Israelite people so that they could enter into a covenant with God. Well, Jesus becomes now the new lawgiver, the new Moses. Through his preaching and teaching, he interprets the law for us so that we can come to know who we are and follow that law as living disciples of Christ. Elijah, by biblical Jewish terms, the greatest of all the prophets. Elijah represents the life and the ministry of a prophet. Prophets speak the word of God. Is Jesus some ordinary prophet? Absolutely not. He truly is the divine word of God. Go to John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was God, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus is the embodiment of the word of God, the word made flesh. Now, Peter, James, and John, why are they witnesses to the transfiguration? Peter, because Peter, I think, loved Jesus the most. Remember that great reconciliation with Peter and Jesus. Jesus says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? And he says, Lord, you know I love you. Then feed my sheep. You know, how do we have access to God? 
How do we have access that God is always present in our life? When we truly love Jesus Christ, that's when we have access to God. If you are to sum up Christianity in one statement, Christianity is all about falling in love with Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Now, John, why is he there? Well, he is the beloved of the apostles. He is the one that Jesus loves the most. Again, love. The route to God, the pathway to Jesus Christ, the best way to access the glory of God is to love God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. Finally, James. He is there because he is the first apostle to die a martyr's death for love of Christ. As Jesus once said, there is no greater love than to give your life over to another. Do you want to have access to the divine glory of God? Do you want to have access? Do you want to know the route that leads to Jesus Christ in your life? It's simple. Love Christ with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, just like the apostles did. Friends, the transfiguration is a glimpse, a glimpse of the goal. Each and every one of us walk the arduous path. Each and every day of our lives, we have ups and downs. And sometimes we need a glimpse of the goal, a glimpse of the world that awaits us all. And so it's so important for us to recognize those glimpses in the consecration, in prayer, through retreats, whatever it may be, we catch a glimpse of the goal. And in doing so, we reprioritize our life and recognize the most important thing in our life is our love for Christ and our destination, which is heaven, eternal life with God forever. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.